touched on something there, kind of about the, uh, maybe we get into the possible, what are the ways you could actually effectively utilize a parking structure um, outside of using it for parking? Should there be a dramatic decreased demand uh, for that space? Okay. What about vehicle sales? Isn't that a crazy one? What's going to happen to vehicle sales through well, all this? <laughs> um, I mean, so so it, there is a world in which we live in. There's a world that if if TNC and Uber go down, if if micro mobility shifts because people don't want to use something that you know somebody else may have handled a scooter or whatever it may be, if transit ridership in places that have the you know that aren't as reliant as a New York City would be. Vehicle sales See, go through the roof. Right. People want to drive themselves. So even in my scenario where I talked about more remote workers and things like that, the people that are going to work are probably driving themselves because they want the safety and peace of mind of knowing that they're in a clean environment. And I don't know that that lasts forever, but but in the short-term piece of this, people are not going to want to get in cars with other people um, and have you know be the epicenter of a, of a recurrence of this. So vehicle sales could go up. Um Vehicle, vehicle storage. I mean, you, you may have never seen this in Beverly Hills, but you know, Chad. Let, let's uh, let, let's keep this. Let, let's, let's save this for the. Let's save it for the. We're for doing the discussion. It. We're doing it. Are we doing it? We have God damn it! <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. We got to actually start it again. We got to start it again. Hold on. All right. Hey, before we actually get started, though. Remind me, we got to talk about bread because I've made, I've done sourdough. I've cultured my own yeast on my counter. Yes. And sourdough. I'm gonna need some <laughs> some advice on that. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> That's where I started, so it was good. All right. Okay. So, uh, welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Parker X. Again, you have uh, Brett Wood, Brett Galvin, and myself, and uh, we're kind of continuing the Corona Files here. So I guess this is the second episode of the corona files with the the first one we did a while back there kind of being the we didn't know what the hell we were talking about episode um but in this one uh we're gonna we want to kind of talk a little bit about you know what does it mean for a few different industries we started we're kind of chatting about the vehicle sales and then potentially if there truly is a, a reduction in need for parking facilities you know what can we realistically do with some of those i know everyone's got a million ideas and Everyone talks about repurposing, but you know, a lot of these are not structurally built for being much more than holding vehicles. So what can we do with them? What can we do with them well and easily and without a lot of effort? What do you guys think? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I will caveat that none of us on this call are structural engineers, so don't take any design. Very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so Lester brings up a good you point. You've got to be mean, the closest you, one, though, right? I, I, I don't even know that my you've been P... You've been, but you've been close yeah. to it. I've been close to it. I, I, I've been in the same it. room one time. I was in the right. same room with a structural engineer once. <laughs> He's often um, just telling you, no, Lester, no, Lester. That's right. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, so all, all the rage in our industry for the past couple of years has been this this concept of adaptive reuse. So mm -hmm. so as we build new parking garages, we should build them to be adaptively reused as something human scale later. Um, and what people may not realize is that the, the structural loading capacity for a car is lower than the structural loading capacity for a human because more, more humans actually occupy the square footage that a car would 
um, would take up and, and they're moving about, right? So, so when you think about an existing parking structure that you have in your city, we, we can't just convert that to an apartment or to an office because it doesn't have the correct structural loading capacity. So for anything that's out there now, it's not really human scale. It's, it's still probably vehicle scale, um, or we mentioned in the last one, maybe good scale. But, you know, there are a lot of ways that we can think about parking garages as something else. Um, and, and if you've got, let's say you've got 1,000 parking spaces in your city and 500 are parking garages and 500 are surface lots and you only need 500 going forward, I would recommend keeping the garages because you paid a lot more for them. Um, and the surface lots are valuable real estate for parks or redevelopment or those types of things. But with a garage, you could easily readapt it to be something like a mobility hub where we have a transfer of the people from their car to bike or bus or whatever mode of transportation they may be. Um, goods storage. So, you know, as, as freight or goods or e-commerce comes into the city, we can store them there. Um, or even like, you know, still car storage but but for say like uh auto dealerships and so you know our buddy chad lynn uh, when when i was working with him in beverly hills they, they had one of their garages that the entire upper two floors they stored some fancy boozy car that was in beverly hills <laughs> i remember that like a thousand mclarens or something like that sitting up on the roof but he had them stored up there because he didn't need the parking space for it from a demand perspective so he leased the space to the auto dealerships and we could easily do something like that uh, going forward, but you know, getting out of surface parking and repurposing that makes your community better, and allows you to take advantage of the thing you spent a lot of money for, which was your garage. You know, I think if I was if I had if I was managing a city, I think I would use this opportunity to to make some drastic changes to my curb management. Yeah, on how the curb was being utilized because it's going to change. You're going to need to adapt very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and I did an episode last year where we talked about, you know, the competition for the curb and, and how that's escalating into the commercial loading realm and, and TNC, you know, Uber and Lyft. And that may change. I mean, Uber, Lyft, pickup, drop off may change. But what what may ramp up in its place is more more loading more again, e-commerce. You know, if, if we yeah. are if we move to a place where more people have things delivered so that they don't have to bother with retail or grocery or whatever that transaction happens at the curb. Um, and, you know, one of the things you've seen pop up, at least in you know, most of the cities that I've worked in, is um, as restaurants have had to close down their inside sales, they've, they've offered curbside pickup, and most of the places have created curbside pickup zones. So you, you may end up seeing some of these things that are temporary become permanent at our curbside, which changes the profile of who's actually using it and pushes parkers out into off-street parking. We have a uh, Best Buy by my house, massive parking lot in front of it, and now they've got about 20 spaces, had a number in front of them that you pull up and on your mm -hmm. app, you just indicate that you're there. Um, if you don't, and a guy walks out to see what you're there for, and then they bring you out the stuff you ordered online, but the requirement from a space allocation for what they needed to be able to serve that function, now I don't know if their revenues are down as a result, I'm sure they are on some level, but... It probably took about 10% of the parking space to be able to accommodate the same level of consumers because they now, did now all the about, research and work online. Think, think about that in the long term, right? So, so if I'm a consumer that would have typically gone in there and shopped, I'm Lester and I'm going in to buy a TV and some electronics and things like that, you probably spend 45 minutes in the store browsing. Easily. 
Right. So now with your curbside pickup, and your car would have sat there in that spot for 45 minutes. Now with your curbside pickup, you pull in, you're there for 10 minutes while they five, load your five car. Five minutes. Yeah, five minutes and, and, and out. And then on the inside, if people aren't going inside, instead of having a showroom that's you know 30,000 square feet with space for people, you have a warehouse. Right? You don't have any display space. Everything's on shelves. It, I mean, it could, it could structurally change the way retail functions going forward. And the requirements that you would use to approve a development would change on the back of it. So no longer you, no longer you are you allocating such space for car parks. You're approving far less spaces at a different design. One of the things that I was reflecting on was the cleanliness of car parking and car park spaces. Cleanliness is going to be something that people will preference now. I'm guessing, and car parks traditionally have been. Areas that aren't necessarily the clean, the, the cleanest looking <laughs> aesthetically. So when you're choosing which car park you might want to go to, either a surface lot or an off-street structure, irregardless, potentially you're preferencing how it looks, its aesthetic, the aesthetic of the equipment, how you're interac- interacting with it, the look and feel of the car park, how it's lit, what you can potentially do in that environment to keep clean, um, pedestrian maybe there's more pedestrian spaces that are are being yearned for maybe there's better lighting that's being yearned for better signage to give that aesthetic that this is a clean environment an environment you would want to engage with if you have to engage with it at all so interesting how that pivots where i think it's been something uh, that so go ahead no no go ahead traditionally it's been something that's been very niche having a great looking interior of a car space or a, a car yard or a car lot. So looking at that, maybe that becomes more of something that is higher, a higher preference, parking guidance solutions to making sure you're not dwelling in the car space, getting in and out easily with a, a frictionless or a cashless, cashless interaction. Um, reservations will be interesting as well. So will I want to plan my trip a little more? than just chaotically drive around and, and look for a car space on, on the fly. Um, that I don't, would be I don't want to do that, actually. <laughs> I don't want to plan my parking. I just want it to be something I don't have to think about. Correct. Correct. <laughs> at some point, it'll get that way. We're talking at the margins. So we're talking, like Brett said, some portion of things will change and some Absolutely. portion of things will oh, be yeah, ingratiated yeah. more. Um, so not everyone will be shifting wholesale to to new modes of transport but preferences will change i do think that automation will i think that you've seen automation have this you know very much a, a focus on the newer facilities but they always seem to be accompanied by this desire for this customer service component that's always been associated with a person being on site and i think the customer service mentality is going to shift to fast easy, automated, less interaction with people to be able to accomplish the same thing I did before. Like, I mean, I I think one of the greatest things that have ever happened is the, at the grocery store that I get to check out myself. Yeah. I mean, I I love it. Please let me get through that line quicker. There's nobody ever waiting. You just roll right through. I mean, I'll take it every single time. Yeah. One person running four, four stations usually or five or six. I'll take it. From, from a parking perspective, you, you don't have to lose customer service by losing 
the person there. I mean, you, you have so many tools nowadays for very good and robust virtual customer service. I mean, yeah. the cameras, the interactive two-way cameras, I mean, you, but you have that as a tool, but you don't necessarily need it for every single transaction that's taking place. And you're right. Agreed. People are going to favor cleanliness, speed, as much as they do price nowadays. I mean, it, it's going to be not to, not to make light of it, but it's going to be like seeing the billboards that say cleanest restroom, you know, on I-10, um, you're going to be able to advertise, <laughs> you know, cleanest parking facility in, you know, Sheboygan and, uh, and, and people are going to come to it because it, it, it's just something we're going to value more nowadays. Thank you for listening to I the agree. Parker X podcast. We sincerely appreciate it and hope you are enjoying our content. Please remember to rate, review, comment, subscribe, and share. And follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The following has been a production of Parker X.